And hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Slaunches. It's only been like 12 years since we've done one of these. I'm um, going to try to get back into the routine and start putting them out. Um, so if y'all enjoy that, let us know on our socials. So we're going to start things off pretty quick today. Um, by uh, we, We've had a bunch of internet issues and, and stuff Letting here. that sink in. Yeah, but we're going to let that sink in. Um, so Elon Musk has taken control of Twitter um, officially. Um, and uh, yesterday or the day before that or sometime this week, uh, he carried a literal kitchen sink into um, Twitter headquarters as, hey, let this sink in. I am now in charge of you. Um, in that, he has let go of the CEO um, and some other executives, um, as well as the CFO, Ned Segal, um, the policy head, four people, four people gone. Um, so it could so be far, things. which, you know, that's the people we hear about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not the th – those are the people that people know about. That's not the – the Johnny that that works in filtering back in the back room. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on and that? I so he put out this. Uh, well, he put you know I I think it's a good thing. I mean, any free market economy acquisition is is t is good for the economy. It's good for uh, a lots of things. I mean, Elon clearly wants Twitter to be an open landscape for people. He wants it to be, uh, from what I can tell, more open. And, uh, I mean, what he says here uh, that he tweeted out yesterday, he said, and I quote, there's currently a great danger that social media will splinter into far right-wing and far left-wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide in our society, end quote. Can't agree with that more. Makes great sense. That's not what we want. Um, no. So th yeah. that, that is a huge danger, you know. And he, he well, also and said – um, uh, and I quote, Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape, end quote. Uh, he also said, where anything can be said with no consequences. I also very much agree. We must adhere to the laws of the land, which is what he said. And the platform must be warm and welcoming to all, where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences. Just as you can choose, for example, to see movies or play video games ranging from all ages. Um, it's, it's, he seems to be taking it in the right direction. I mean, we obviously know he's a smart man. He knows what he's doing with SpaceX, Tesla, um, the Boring Company, lots of other endeavors in his life, uh, X.com, PayPal, Starlink. We could go on forever about the things that he's done. Uh, he garners a lot of hate, but I think that pretty much everyone does in that type of spotlight. So when it's going to be interesting to see good, where he takes there's it. There's a lot of people that don't like it. Yep, and there's and then there's no man's without his flaws, but he seems to do good things, and he seems to, from what I can tell, be taking Twitter in the right direction. So we'll see we'll see what happens in the coming months, see what kind of updates to the terms of service, the um yeah I guess just terms of service, see if he makes any crazy uh, changes to that. When I say crazy, not in a bad way, but like in a drastic way, and it, we'll see if he brings anybody back. You know, I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility either people that have been banned that he may not agree with i know he wants to get the bots off he wants you know th there shouldn't be bots period so hopefully we can hopefully he can rather not me can take out that threat and take out 
the possibility of bots being there in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <coughs> another thing with Elon Musk is Starlink. Um, Starlink is his. Yeah, tell me about latency. this. I ha- we haven't talked about this much. Yeah, so it's low latency. For anybody that doesn't know, it's low latency satellite internet. Um, it's high speed. Um, I don't really know what high speed means. I'm on the website, um, and they have a couple options. And, and I say this because I've been looking at RVs. Um, me and my wife have been looking at RVs and saying, hey, why don't we move into an RV, work remote, but how do we get internet? And there's options out there. There's satellites you can put on top of your RVs that do different things, but there's also Starlink. Um, and I signed up for something and got an email that said, hey, now we have this for RVs. You're no longer limited to stay in one spot. Um, so I went to the website because I hadn't been there I guess since it was actually available, because the last time I, I think we've ever talked about Starlink was like you had to sign up for like a trial or whatever and get selected for super rural areas, um, and they would only give it to certain people. Um, but now I guess you can just order it and see if it's available. Um, so they have re- residential, business, RV, maritime, and aviation. Residential starts at, uh, you have $600 you got to pay up front. I'm guessing that pays for hardware, setup, that kind of stuff. And then it's $110 a month. Um, We'll see what those get in a second. Business, if you want to run a business off of Starlink, one-time hardware costs $2,500 and $500 a month. RV is very similar to uh, residential. It's just $25 more a month. Um, and it says they have a Starlink new flat high performance designed to be able to use in motion. So that's kind of neat. You'd actually be able to drive down the road. You got kids in the back, you know, your wife's working in the back of your RV or, you know, you're even just in a car. Um, you're in a car somewhere in the mountains that doesn't have cell phone service, can't use your hotspot and you need to take a video call or some work calls. And that's pretty sweet. Uh, maritime, um, has a picture of of a yacht. So I'm guessing not cruise ships. Um, it says high latency lo- or high speed, low latency internet, up to 300 megabits per second. While at sea, it is 10,000 up front and 5,000 a month, and that's sounds expensive. Um, but I don't know where else you can get internet when you're in the deep blue sea. Well, there's plenty of. Uh, I mean, satellite internet's not a new concept he's just seems to be or starlink in general just seems to be bringing it to the uh consumer market trying to make it more accessible kind of is how it looks for me um from my point of view it there's really hasn't been anything for any good satellite internet that's been good for oh consumers no. like in the past i mean, I mean there it's there but it's just not great yeah now satellite tv's been around for you know that's worked out very well but the internet just really hadn't took off and this hasn't really took off either but it has potential to with the, just the prices that it is i mean what did you say re- residential is it's a uh, 110 a month with uh, a upfront cost of 600 dollars. yeah and then you have aviation aviation so i mean imagine you live a yeah and and the thing with the maritime and the aviation th- these are new right so cost comes down over time Look at you know any high value item; it's come down in price. TVs, a great example. 
So that's coming. It's coming down the pipe. Um, I don't know anybody with Starlink. I've seen videos of you know people showing it off. It seems to work good, and it's definitely an option to look at if you don't have fiber or cable internet in your area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the aviation bringing the internet to more people is is always going to be a good thing. Aviation starts at a one-time hardware cost of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. At twelve thousand five hundred a month to twenty-five thousand dollars a month. So that sounds like it's more for maybe private aviation, like pri- like business jets, maybe. Yeah, I couldn't imagine putting that on a a, a Cessna two-seater. I I mean maybe, but I don't probably probably not. I lost you. I don't hear you. It's exciting though. It's exciting to see where it's going and how um how this company's really just came on the scene in the past couple of years to really, you know, not quite a household name, but a a very well known name at this point. So I was curious about the What else you got for us, Dave? Flat thing. Um Flat thing? What's that? That's the thing I got the email about, but their website isn't loading. That's kinda embarrassing. Um, okay. Embarrassing really for them, not for anything. us. Yeah, it doesn't really tell me anything about them, though. So, um, so on the topic of SpaceX, kind of in the same thing, um, November 14th um, at 12, I think it's from 12.56 to 1.56, maybe they have a one-hour window. Maybe it might be more than that. I could be completely wrong. Um for NASA's Artemis. Um, everybody hears about SpaceX, and that's, you know, besides Tesla and SpaceX, if you haven't heard of those, you're, you're, you're probably living in a hole somewhere. Um, you know, you either see Teslas, you make fun of them, or you see space and you like space, or space isn't real. Um, so you know about those two things. Um, and Artemis 1 is NASA's version of let's go back to space. Um, They've tried to launch this thing. This will be the now the fourth time that they've tried to launch this thing. Um, and November sh- November 14th, they're going to try to do it again. Um, talked about going down. So Canada, hopefully the – what? But yeah, that might, that's, it might, might happen. It's hopefully like they've got their uh, – it was a fuel, fuel issue, was it not? Yeah, you got to have gas. It won't fly without well, Yeah, I, obviously. Well, I don't think that – I'm not sure they use gasoline, but yeah. A uh, quick shout out to Michael Serafin, the Artemis mission Artemis mission manager, for viewing my LinkedIn profile. That was a interesting, uh, <laughs> nice. That was a uh, interesting thing I saw on LinkedIn the other day. Not sure why he checked out my profile, but thanks. Uh, if you're listening, we'd love to come watch. Are you going to? Uh, hopefully, hopefully they get off the ground this time. But yeah, we'll, I, you know, I don't know. I know it's 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 extremely large craft that hopefully. Um, will open it up space exploration surface. further. Yeah. And hopefully it comes back. I, I you know, I don't I don't, well, I don't I mean know if it's got returning boosters similar to the Falcon Nine, but you look at the SpaceX stuff and you know, most of their stuff the first couple of times they launched, they like went off like like bombs. So 
Oh, most, yeah, it's not a, I can't imagine it's easy getting a giant piece of metal into space and then, and then landing it back. Well, that's kind of why I want to go. I'm like, look, if it takes off, there's a high probability it might explode. That sounds hideous, but. Yeah, not that we want, and it will be, an, it, this, this is going to be unmanned as well, so don't, there's, there won't be any concern for loss of life, but it would I be interesting were, to, to see, not that we want that to happen, crash. but. We don't want to see loss of life for anybody, regardless of your political affiliation. Yes. But, David, why don't you tell us about your new uh, hobby you picked up recently? Oh, disc golf. Uh, so yeah, let's I, talk about it. <laughs> this man uh, plays disc golf. Um, all through like youth group, there was always that one youth leader that was super like outdoorsy. Um, you know, like to go hiking, and he always played disc, disc golf. And I was always like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, you know. I mean, you got and throw Frisbee as a kid, and now where I'm a grown adult, and I've thrown Frisbee across the, the grass. You know, that sounds a little ridiculous. Um, but I was like, you know, this guy started doing it, like, several times a week, and I'm looking for something active to do. Um I got to find something to do um, where I'm not just sitting around the house. So I started playing uh, disc golf. Um, I thought it was called Ultimate Frisbee. Learned that that is not what it's called. Uh, different sport. Still a great, still a great activity, great sport, but much, much different. Have you played that? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I have played. Like recently. Not a uh, avid player, and I'm not in a. Oh, it's been years, but uh, well, Aren't let's you, see. I uh, played in uh, when I lived in Alaska. So, use like ice picks or something. No, no, it was uh, we played during the summer when uh, there was grass out. And we actually played at the local high school. There was a group of people that went out there. Yeah, solid group, fun, very fun sport. So, uh, aren't yeah, you mu- much uh, different? Heavily involved in in the local disc golf in uh, Natchez. I am. Let me tell you about. Uh, let me tell you about disc golf in Natchez. It's it's great, man. It's it's really taken off. Um, we recently formed our club. Uh, we, you know, we've got a great course at uh, Duncan Park in Natchez. Fantastic. You sound like a spokesperson. Uh, it's the first eighteen. I'm I, I'm a huge proponent. Absolutely. Um, it's the first eighteen hole course in Natchez at Duncan Park. Free to play. Uh, fantastic. T uh, T pads have been poured in. Baskets are set up. Everything's updated on U disc. Um, you know, it, it's it's just great. It's going good. Uh, you know, we're working at the the Natchez State Park, a couple miles outside of town. They have a nine hole course. We're gonna get out there and renovate it here soon, and uh, hopefully we can get another eighteen hole course out there. Like it's gonna give us two eighteen hole courses in a city that pre COVID didn't even the closest disc golf course pre COVID was an hour plus away. Uh, it's it's fantastic, and uh, it's it's I've picked it up you know in the past year, playing a lot more, and yeah, I'm 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 heavily. I had it, no so idea that I it can't was wait to see it, it uh, to grow. You know, I had no idea. Um, you know, he started playing, and I was like, that sounds kind of, you know, nerdy, I guess like the nerdy sport and then 
I start going out and playing, there's like all kinds of people out there. It's not just like, hey, I want to be athletic. I mean, there's people all shapes and sizes out there. Um, and I'm not the only person that's bad. And I think that's the worst part. And about even it's you it's do. it's a easy, you know, get getting to a professional level like any sport is. There's talent, hard work mixed into it, but to get out there and and feel comfortable with your game and to be, you know, it takes a couple months with a starter set of discs that cost twenty five dollars. You get a putter, a mid range, and a driver. You go out there with that. You play every other week. In three months, you're going to be astounded with yourself about how well you can throw a disc. And you you can get into it as much as you want, or you can be as hands off as much as you want. You can have just like any sport, you know, golf, you can get a, you can only hit Pro V1s, and that's your, you know, that's all you you hit, that's the only ball you use. Or you can go out there with cheap, you know, whatever, golf balls from Dick Sporting Goods that, or whatever, you know, and it works fine. Same thing with disc golf. You can get out there with the most expensive plastic disc, limited edition, but not always that guy with the best equipment is going to be playing the best. Just like a fishing tournament, the guy with the $75,000 bass boat can get outfished by the guy in the $2,000 John boat any day. It's a great sport really if you're interested in playing. I highly recommend you, uh, you, you give it a shot. That was kind of a good um, crossroads into the uh, thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, so if you're on TikTok at all, um, you probably saw for like three days, the only thing you saw was people stuffing weights into things, making fun of some walleye fishermen that had just won a tournament. Um, and somewhere in the tournament, they decided for whatever reason they were going to, I don't know all the details. I just know that there was these two dudes, they've won a bunch of tournaments and turns out that 90% of the tournaments that they've won, they've been stuffing their walleye with lead weight. Um, and and um, um, fillets from, from other fish. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it it's, it's it incredibly Ohio. upsetting. Yeah, it was in Ohio at, at, at the Lake Erie Makes Walleye sense. Trail Tournament. Um, They are, let's see, they, they were supposed to win, um, or basically they were going to win um, the competition and a prize pot of $28,000. Um, and they are co-defendants. Co um, and they pleaded not guilty. I don't know how you plead not guilty when you cut open a fish and there's filleted fish and lead weights inside. I don't know the case. I mean, there's a lot. I'm, of I'm not either. I mean, I mean, whatever. It's your right to to plead not guilty, right? Make the make the state prove what they're accusing you of. Uh, absolutely. These guys, what they did is despicable. It's it's incredibly. I mean, those fish would have died. Those fish did die for sure. The fish that he that the two filleted, those fish died. 
you know, the last thing we want to see is is we don't want to see people cheat. No one wants to see him. No, no one likes a cheater, right? And then with that, they're they're hurting the fish population, which is you know not also not okay. There's, you know, I don't know what the harvesting roles in, in Lake Erie are for walleye, um, but I can't imagine that it's authorized to kill them by stuffing weights in them to to uh. win tournaments. I know that they've been. What's up? No, I was just going to be like, yeah, I don't think that's right. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully these guys get, get um, obviously they're, they've been charged. You know, we'll see what the prosecution looks like. Uh, this is, it's more than just killing fish. It's more than just cheating. You know, it's it's theft. It's mischief. It's. You know, it's just a, I know, it's, it's terrible for the for the guys that were playing fair, that but especially the ones that that got you know second place that would have won the tournament if these guys wouldn't have have, have cheated. So it's very unfortunate. Um, these guys are not you know I don't I don't want to speak too much. I don't know them. All I know is what they're accused of in the one TikTok video I've seen. So, but if if everything that you know we're reading is true, that they've been doing this consistently. This has happened multiple times on this tournament trail. It's it's just unfortunate, you know. People are gonna. It really shows the worst in people that this kind of behavior. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Last year, their winnings totaled more than three hundred thousand dollars. Um, and I guess if they're convicted, um, they both they both failed a polygraph test after. I guess I don't know. Maybe you have to do that after you do a fishing tournament. I don't know. Maybe that was it. Maybe yeah, I think they do. Um, professional fishing tournaments do that. Yeah, they'll do random draws. I've heard uh, Scott Martin talk about that. They do random huh. draws after the tournament to do a polygraph. I know Bass does it and MLF. Oh well, that's smart. Um, but they are fifth degree felonies and could each bring a punishment of twelve months in prison. Um, so I don't know how many charges that there are. I, I, maybe it's by fish. You know, if it's several different fish, maybe that's, you know, 12 months apiece. That would be a lot. You know, it sounds harmless. Yeah, it's 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 most definitely not. You know, if you do it in a – you and your buddies, even if you do it in a, a friendly competition, it's still not right. No. You know, no money on the line. You you and and your buddies go out there with your boats and you do a little a little tournament. No money on the line, just for fun. Boom. I mean, that's it's just wrong. It's it's wrong. Period. So it's uh it's unfortunate, but you know we can't always talk about bad things. There's good things. Hopefully, these guys get prosecuted to the, to the fullest extent that they need to be, and. Um, Hopefully this is a huge deterrent for people that have thought about doing this in the future. It's been a um it, yeah. Dave, I, th- I think we wrap it up. Thanks everybody for listening if you made it this far. Um I've enjoyed it. I know Dave's enjoyed it as well. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Slaunch on. <laughs>